Hey, happy hump day, everybody. How's everybody doing? Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a good week. And for the Mets fans, we are having a good week. If you go by last night's game, yes, a familiar face, our favorite familiar face was on the mound yesterday. The DeGrominator, Jacob DeGrom, he returned and he showed his own form. And we are back with the Jake man on the mound. He only pitched five innings, but he was his old self. Uh, I don't think they wanted to stretch him any further. Always be on the cautious side. But he may be the morale boost, boost this team needed. So, good to see Jake. Uh, I, it's one of those things like, you know, when you buy a program, let's say you don't know the players without a program. Well, that may very well be the case with the Mets these days, but... It's just good seeing Jake back. His pitches, his swings, his sprints. The man just can do it all. He can do it all. Unleash him, and he will conquer. So it was in the fourth inning that DeGrom's return from the injury to us on Tuesday when he worked a single down the first base line, lowered his head and sprinted towards second base like a demon. The review revealed that DeGrom had popped off the bag for a fraction of a second. The play proved that the Mets already knew that DeGrom was back. He wasn't on the mound. He was doing okay on the mound, but we knew he was okay when he did that with a maneuver to second base. The rest of DeGrom's contributions in the 3-1 win over the Rockies, five effective innings, nine strikeouts, a slew of triple-digit radar gun readings. Well, that's what the baseball world expected from him. He delivered. And for an injury-laden team like the Mets, they're relying on DeGrom to bail him out even more so. And it was very comforting to see. Uh, how about Thomas Nito? He had that big two-run homer yesterday. Nice. Will McCann get his job back? It's amazing what this guy's doing. But even more amazing was DeGrom. He hit 100 miles per hour his first pitch of the evening. He reached 101 on the radar gun and averaged 99 miles per hour his four-seam fastball. He was relying on that fastball. He threw it 71% of the time and striking out nine Rockies batters without a walk. And he only allowed three hits in total, a solo homer to Ryan McMahon and two singles to Brendan Rodgers. Now, the Mets uh, snapped the three-game losing streak Colorado's expense. Yeah, we need to beat the Rockies. This is custom-made for us. Let's win the next two. But it's tough with this lineup, so we'll take them one game at a time. And I'm glad we snapped the losing streak yesterday. Like I said, the Mets treaded carefully with DeGrom. He had battled right-side tightness for most of the past month. And he was limited to five innings and 63 pitches. And he lowered his major league leading ERA to 0 0.80. He's a complete player. He definitely is. And uh, what can you say? It's always good to have Jake back. He, and it's still... That's my dog panting in the background. Everything's okay, folks. <laughs> that's what happens when you do these live. Uh, and who knows? Jake may still end up winning the Cy Young again. And uh, how much he means to the team, he's definitely the team MVP, without a doubt. Uh, because when you think of all the players you'd want back from the IL, it's probably the ground you want the most. And with all the injuries that are crippling the Mets roster, from the rotation to the bullpen and even the farm system, he's been the one who matters the most. He is the most important player on the team. Uh, over the past three seasons, he's missed a handful of starts through elbow, back, and neck issues, sometimes going on the IL and other times avoiding it. Uh, these ep episodes have been bothersome to DeGrom. You could tell he doesn't like it when he's sidelined. And it kind of hurts the Mets, too. It kind of hurts the Mets, too. 
but they have never developed into anything more than a missed start or two, and it looks like that's the case here. He's always proven his durability over the long term, and he started more games, believe it or not, started more games over the past five seasons than all but five pitchers in Major League Baseball. So, this health scare, it was a, right, a bout of right side tightness that cost him a start in late April, and it continued to affect him, and he tried to move beyond it. He went on the IL May 10th, missing a bit more than two weeks with an injury. Uh, then he returned, and looking as Nino said, the same, which is always encouraging. And that meant a barrage of pitches fast enough to astonish even longtime Rockies manager Bud Black. And uh, Black said, in 40-plus years, I don't think I've ever seen a game where every fastball was over 95 miles per hour. That was, to say, the least impressive arm strength. Uh, Grom said everything felt good. His body felt good. I'm looking forward to hopefully running out there every five days for the rest of the year. And we can all say amen to that. Uh, the other thing that's a little puzzling is, again, Francisco Lindor took the collar. He went 0 for 3. Uh, he's now batting 185. James McCann batted 196. He's now 0 for 3. And still without a hit, Cameron Mabin. He's having a rough go, isn't he? Uh, but the one bright spot for the Mets, Thomas Nito. He came through once again, didn't he? He knocked in two runs yesterday with a big uh, two-run homer in the uh, sixth inning of Carlos Gonzalez. And that was the deciding factor for the Metropolitans. So, uh, we needed that win. If we would have lost that one, it would, it would have been a red flag for concern because, let's be honest, we're hanging on by a thread. We're in first place, but it's going to be a long haul for the next month or so. And thank God for Thomas Nito. He has now taken over the bulk of the starting duties behind the plate from James McCann. Uh, and he continued to deliver with the bat as he crushed a game-winning two-run homer. And like I said, it's really surprising to see him. I never expected this from him. Uh, but during the course of a year, there's always someone who shines, someone who disappoints. And it looks like Nito's that player who is shining. In 13 games in May now, Nito has come alive at the plate. He's now batting 12, 40, 300, batting average with two doubles, three homers, and nine RBIs. Even Louis Rojas said his confidence is high. He doesn't want to do too much to probably earn the right to play the next day. Uh, but he's getting more playing time. Uh, Rojas is not committal about what his plan look like with Nito and McCann once on or returns, but both said both are in good places. Nito said, I always knew I could hit. There are a couple things I tweaked on my swing, and it's still a work in progress. But I know what I'm capable of, and I just got to be confident in myself and be ready whenever the opportunity presents itself. So and that's a good deal. And another speaking of deals, the Mets made a deal for Brewers outfielder Billy McKinney. You guys know about him? Well, let's talk about Billy McKinney. He's appeared in 40 games this season. He posted a 207 batting average, 260 on base percentage. Uh, and 359 slugging slash line with three homers and six RBIs. And he can also play first base. It was announced after the 3-1 victory over the Rockies at City Field, in which the Mets started Cameron Mabin in center and Brandon Drury in right. Jotswani Fargus hurt in a collision with the center field fence tonight earlier will be placed on the injured list with an AC joint contusion in his left shoulder. Uh, Met outfielders Conforto, hamstring, Nimmo, index finger, 
Pilar, broken nose, and Albert Amar Jr. shoulder contusion, contusion already on the IL. And the party just keeps happening as uh, the Mets are placing Jordan Yamamoto on a 60-day IL with shoulder discomfort to clear space on the 40-man roster for McKinney, who has also played for the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Taiwan Walker faced two batters in live practice Tuesday, enough of a sample size to leave the press optimistic, and the right-handers return. Looks like it's going to be near. Rojas said he threw very, very well, and that's encouraging. Uh, he exited early in his start against the Braves last week with left side tightness and was placed on the injured list, shortening an already hurting rotation. He's eligible for a Friday return, and according to Rojas, likely won't need a minor league rehab start. Going for the Mets today is uh, Marcus Stroman. Uh, and Thursday is going to be Joey Lucchese or a bullpen game. Uh, so we'll see what happens the next two days. Hopefully Stroke can come through with a big one, and then we can just... Everybody chip in if it's a bullpen game with Lucchese maybe starting. And on Friday, the Mets could see uh, Taiwan Walker as the Braves come to town. He's been amazing. He's pitched to a 2.05 ERA and eight starts for the Mets this season. Uh, J.D. Davis returned to City Field for treatment after incurring soreness in his left hand during a workout with AAA Syracuse. An MRI exam showed that inflammation in Davis's joints. Uh, existed. He will remain with the team for the next few days going to Rojas before he is reassessed to potentially resume his minor league rehab assignment. Uh, James McCann, he returned to first base a night after playing the position for the first time in his professional career. Like I said before, he went 0 for 3 with a walk and an RBI ground out. Uh, and McCann is the first to admit that versatility will be important as the Mets try to overcome injuries. He said, guys are doing things that maybe aren't most comfortable for them, but are doing whatever the team needs to scratch out runs and scratch out victories. We have to find a way to stay afloat until we start welcoming back our guys. And for you, all you Mets fans heading out to the games, uh, the Mets, if they plan to add fully vaccinated seating sections to City Field beginning with the next homestand, June 11th. And it looks like I would say, I looked at the diagram, and I got moved back to my regular seats. And that section's going to be full, but I'd say at least 80% of the sections are going to be uh, fully vaccinated seating sections at City Field. So we're almost returning back to normal capacity at uh, City Field. Sign of the times, and let's hope, let's hope that this is all coming to an end soon. And let's all hope for John Ashway Fargus, because uh, his injury put us in a center field quandary. Uh... They're waiting for the MRI results on him, and uh, it's amazing. All these guys getting hurt, crashing into walls, <laughs> getting hit by pitches. What else? I didn't realize baseball was such a violent sport. Uh, and we're down to Cameron Maven until we made that trade yesterday. He's the only healthy outfielder on the roster who played an inning of center field in the big leagues. Mets still have Dominic Smith in left, but shifted Brandon Jury from infield to right field where he started 42 games in his career before Tuesday to get his bat in the lineup. So, a lot of band-aids going on. A lot of band-aids. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's going to be tough watching this team from an offensive standpoint, but hopefully we persevere. Uh... And now our biggest concern, one of our biggest concerns is Noah Syndergaard. What's going on with him? 
he pitched an inning yesterday, and then they took him out of the game. So I don't know what the status is with Thor. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure they'll have more medical updates coming up soon. And uh, we can only hope for the best. And how about Francisco and Dora? When comes the point that you move this guy down at the bottom of the lineup? Uh, this is beyond disappointing. It's basically hurting us at this point. Uh, but I guess when you don't have Nimmo, Conforto, McNeil, Alonzo, and Davis in the lineup, uh, you're going to keep feeding Lindor in a critical spot in the lineup. And, uh, Mets fans are becoming a little impatient, and at this point I can't blame them. No way should a guy making the money he's making be batting under 200 at this point in the season. It's not been a good start, without a doubt. Uh... Over his last 16 games, following an 0-for-26 drought, he's shown a whiff of improvement with the 237 batting average and 390 OPS. On the road, he's only hitting 143 this season. So, he's always smiling. But, it, smiles don't count in the win column. We need to have him back. I'm not being hard on him. I'm just being realistic. That At this point, it's starting to hurt. So, we'll see what happens with uh, Francisco. And, uh... When we come back, we'll be back with more encouraging news as we do our trivia, Jeopardy, and birthdays, and everything else Met-related. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to start the second part of the segment with our usual fun stuff. Uh, today, we're going to start off with a Met trivia question. Who's ready? The Mets opening day center fielder in 2013 was who? Yes, please let us know who was the Mets opening day center fielder in 2013. Now today's Mets final jeopardy is two clues. Traded with Victor Zambrano by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays to the New York Mets in exchange for Scott Casimir and Jocelo Diaz on July 30, 2004. After pitching well in 2004, he spent the entire 2005 season on the disabled list with a herniated, herniated disc. Who is he? Lock in your answers. We'll be back at the end of the podcast with the correct answers for you. All right, everybody. It's time to check out Nick Birthdays of the Day. Who's celebrating, you say? Whose birthday is it? Oh, it's Jim Frey's birthday. Remember Jim was a coach with the Mets in 1982 and 83? Damn good coach. And you might remember him as the manager of the Royals and the Cubs in the 80s also. Uh, happy birthday to Jimmy. Unfortunately, he passed away last year, but happy birthday to Jim up in the heavens. Paul Seawald celebrating a birthday today. He just pitched a pretty good game for the Mariners the other day, didn't he? He wore number 51 with the Mets. He was with us four years. Pitched uh, quite a few games with us, too. 57 games in 2017, 46 in 2018. Overall, 126 games over a four-year period. 147 innings pitched with an ERA of 5.50. Happy birthday, Paul. Good luck with the Mariners. Well, celebrating the birthday, Gabrielle Yanoa. Won number 63 with the Mets in 2016. 10 games, 18 innings pitched, ERA of 6.38. Happy birthday, Gabrielle. Who else's birthday is it? How about Sam Haggerty? Sam Haggerty, number 19, he celebrates a birthday today. 
Sam was played second base, outfield, right field for the Mets. Only played in 11 games and only had four at-bats. Unfortunately, never got a hit with the Mets. But that won't stop Sam from celebrating today now, will it? Also celebrating a birthday today, Bobby File from the 69 Mets. He actually got considerable time, 211 at-bats in 69 and batted 232. Uh, he'll go down in history as number one and a member of the 1969 World Champion New York Mets. Who else is celebrating a birthday? That's it, folks. But now we can go. What we're going to do is go over transactions in this day in Met history. Because you always like to know what was going on. Uh, the Mets released Bobby File on this date, May 26, 1970. They signed Terry Weech on May 26, 1984. Oh, by the way, I was celebrating, telling you to celebrate Bobby File's birthday. It's not his birthday. A little bit more unfortunate thing, he did get released on this day. It wasn't his birthday. I need to read my notes more carefully, folks, and I do apologize. So if you want to remint me, here's a good opportunity to let you know that you can always reach me at philstan41 at gmail.com with all your comments and uh, suggestions. Really appreciate all the feedback I've been getting. So far, not negative feedback at all. Nothing. Still waiting. So if you want to send something negative, do. But keep the positive thoughts coming, too. And that's P-H-I-L-S-T-A-N-4-1 at gmail.com. And if you're not a subscriber, please subscribe to your favorite podcast carrier. And uh, that way you'll be updated every time a new episode is up. How about that? So going back to transactions on this day, Mets traded Jeremy Gonzalez to the Milwaukee Brewers for Mike Adams, 2006. And then in 2009, they purchased Wilson Valdez from the Cleveland Indians. And that will wrap up our transactions for this day. And now, as we always do, we go back to a date in Met history. We're not going to go too far back. I just I picked this game out basically to show you how much has changed in two years with the Mets. Uh, it's a game that we played at home against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Spencer Turnbull. Ah, I remember Spencer. He pitched a no-hitter this year. was going against us. And we had Zach Wheeler, wheels up going for us uh, in the game that day. Uh, here's our lineup. Remember these names? My, how things changed. This is just two years ago, folks. Ahmad Rosario at shortstop. Dominic Smith at first base. Michael Conforto in right field. Wilson Ramos batting cleanup catcher. Todd Father. Todd Frazier. Third base batting fifth. Carlos Gomez batting sixth and left. Danny Hechevarria, second base, batting seven. Juan Gonzalez, Juan Laguarez, batting eighth. And Zach Wheeler, the pitcher, batting ninth. How did we do in this game? Well, it didn't turn out too good. Detroit took a 3-0 lead after three innings, but then the Mets broke through in the uh, fourth inning. And they scored all the runs they needed in that game. That's all the runs that they did score in that game. It was a big four-run fourth inning, and the Mets ended up winning 4-3. to three. How'd they do it? Uh, Dom Smith led off with a double. Then Conforto grounded out to third. Uh, Wilson Ramos got a base hit. Moved uh, Dom Smith to third. And then the Todd father. The Todd father. Going deep. Three-run homer. Carlos Gomez cooled us off a bit with a strikeout. But then Denny Hechevarria hit a home run. Then Lagares grounded out 5-3. And that was it. That's all the runs we needed. Big inning. Home run ball. That's how you win ball games, right? 
this day and age, you got to have that big home run inning. And we got it there. Zach was back. Uh, Zach got the wheel and he win. He was uh, now 4-3 and three after the decision. Uh, pitched 7.1 innings, 5 hits, 3 earned runs, 1 walk, 8 strikeouts. Uh, lowered his ERA somewhat to 4.63. And Edwin Diaz got the save. Diaz was cruising at this point in the year. It was his 13th save. And he had an ERA of 1.71. Uh, good game. Good game for us all, without a doubt. Uh, 2019 wasn't the year we hoped for. But what are you going to do? Now, what I want to do, which I haven't done before, is get the message, the Facebook group stuff into the mix. Let everyone know what's being discussed on the board. Uh, some of the hot topics, I know some people who listen to this aren't members of Facebook groups. This would be a way to tease them into coming in, into the form. And we'll see what happens. See if you like it. Send those comments. In. But I'm going to try and do this just to talk about what's going on. I'll give you another on this date in 1964. Uh, the Mets visited the franchise, uh, the Wrigley Field, and set a franchise record for runs scored when the team pummeled the Cubs 19-1. Uh, New York had a 25-year-old first baseman playing that game, Dick Smith, batting leadoff. He became the first player in franchise history to get five hits in a game. And believe it or not, that was nearly 20% of a season total of 21 when he collected a double, a triple, and three singles. Memorable day, memorable day. Uh, and then I'm just going to throw random notes that are on the board, too. Here's one. Here's an interesting stat. Edwin Diaz in save situations this year. Not too bad. Listen up. 8.2 innings pitch, 4 hits, 0 runs, 2 walks, 13 Ks, and 8 for 8 in save chances. Not bad, Edwin. And then we, we reflected on Lindsey Nelson. Uh, some of you, I said, what do you think about uh, Lindsey Nelson? And, of course, the main topic was sports jackets. Hard reporter said, loud sports jackets when he thinks of Lindsay. Dave Dickey, a particularly yellow plaid sports jacket. And then Ron Davis said, surprise, he owns this type of jacket, one of the best announcers we had. Then another interesting tidbit that was thrown out at the group was the most 100 pitches thrown starting pitchers 2021. Jacob DeGrom in the league with 49. Shane McClanahan, second with 10. So Jake is the heat master. And, uh, like I said, J.D. Davis was on a rehab assignment. And so was Seth Lugo. And he pitched for the Syracuse Mets yesterday. He pitched 1.1 innings, 3 hits, 2 runs, 1 earn, a walk, 2 Ks, and 33 pitches for 21 strikes. So good to have Seth back. And uh, how about Miguel Castro? We touched on Miguel Castro a bit. He has a 2.7 million ERA and 30 strikeouts in 19 and third innings while pitching in multiple roles for the Mets this year. And I kind of told you guys I love Castro. That kid has moving on the ball. If he could just stay in, in focus and have good coaching, I think there's big possibilities for Miguel Castro. Uh, what else were we talking about? Oh, Steven Matz. How about Steven Matz? Led the Blue Jays to a big win over the uh, Yankees yesterday. So he made his return to the Bronx. And he's back. He's back. He's back. Yes, Steve Matz back in New York, and he did well. Then yesterday I said, with all the outfield injuries the Mets have experienced, you feel Tim Tebow would have been called up by now if he remained in the organization. And 75% of you said yes. So this could have been the year of Tebow. Who knows? 
Who knows? Uh, but now what we're going to do is uh, get back to our trivia. That's why you tuned in, right? You need the results. Okay, we're back with Mitch Jeopardy and trivia question answers. Trivia question was, who hit the Mets? Who was the Mets' opening day center fielder in 2013? The correct answer is Callan Cowgill. And yesterday on our group site, Harvey Porras was the first one to get it. Congratulations, Harvey. Then our final Jeopardy was traded with Victor Zambrano by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays in New York Mets in exchange for Scott Casimir and Josello Diaz on July 30th, 2004. After pitching well late in 2004, he spent the entire 2005 season on the Sabre list with a herniated disc. The correct answer is Bartolome Fortunato. And congrats to Jason Lynch for being the first one to get that one right. Good job, guys. Good job, Jason. Good job, Harvey. You guys are the masters at these. I'm telling you, you are. Uh... All right, folks, that's going to wrap up today's broadcast. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm so glad so many of you tune in every day. It means a lot to me. If you're not a member of the Facebook group, Facebook group, please join. New York Mets Baseball, a way of life. A lot of good stuff on there every day. We'd be glad to have you as a member. And don't forget, we got a bet game tonight. So we'll be back talking about it tomorrow. Third game of the series against Colorado. We need to win this one. What do you say? We got the Strowman back. So let's do this. What do you say we do this? And we'll be back to talk about hopefully a Met victory tomorrow and another great performance from the Strowman. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the day, and let's go Mets.